Back in 2012, a baby voice 16-year-old with half blonde and half black hair captivated millions of people during her audition, including judges Adam Levine, Blake Shelton, and CeeLo Green when she sat on stage singing Britney Spears' Toxic, backed by her guitar and a tambourine between her boots. While she didn't go on to win her season of The Voice, a decade later, it's clear she's won a whole lot more than that. With the release of her third studio album, Portals, debuting at number two on the Billboard 200 chart. Undoubtedly one of the biggest musicians to kickstart their career on the hit singing show, Martinez has carved out her own distinct sound and avant-garde style that can best be described as whimsical. Shedding herself from her now signature split dye hair and donning full body prosthetics for this new album, it's clear she is not just a musician, but a performance artist who has created her own new world. And we are just living in it. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Melanie Martinez. Here's Eric Zachary. Melanie Martinez. This is uh, this is quite the experience. I, I want to leave with this: your Twitter and your Instagram, the only, the one and only living deceased. Uh, and I mean. <laughs> I don't know that we have a better jumping off point than that because we've seen the <laughs> the infancy and the rise of Crybaby and now the death of Crybaby and now we have the creature. I mean, I gotta be as obvious as the balloons in the room. <laughs> What's going on with the creature? Let's talk about this. Yeah, so um, it's, you know, definitely the evolution of Crybaby. It's been an eight year journey um, or longer even. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was really fun being able to create the storyline of her childhood and then her going through her schooling experience and then um, to then just, you know, kill the character off, but then show that there is life after death and this is her new form. So here there we is, are. There is life after death. And, and the album portals, pretty much every song references that in one capacity mm-hmm. or another. Going back to the trilogy of it real quick, when you first wrote Crybaby and then the follow-up of K-12, and then now here we are with Portals, how yes. far in advance did you realize this is going to be a, a start, middle, and end? I mean, was that something from the very beginning? Yes, from the very beginning. So um, from Crybaby, actually, I had already planned out K-12. through I knew where I was going next. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love planning things in advance because what it does is it helps me kind of evolve my concepts for visuals and stuff. If I have that kind of, um, that background of like the storyline, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to start here. Then we're going to go here. And then we're going to go here. I even have, you know, my next like four albums. I'm like, I'm, I love it. Like that's like, yeah, I'm just, we have have four more ready to go. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I have them planned. That doesn't mean that they're written, but um, they will be written at some point. But it takes me, you know, it takes me a while like to make each one, even though I'll have the concept and the general understanding of the theme and what it's about. It still takes me like four years at this point, it seems sure. like. I mean, that's what it's been. Each album has taken at least like four years, it seems so. Or three. Okay. What makes Melanie so special is the artistry behind her music. She doesn't just drop an album. She drops a whole new world for fans to experience with her. From stage design to wardrobe to choreography, everything is so well thought out, it's easy to become a part of the whimsy. Calling them an album almost trivializes it a little bit because it isn't just an album. It is an experience because you have always been so cohesive with your stage performance to the visuals, to the songs themselves. Now we've gotten kind of a little bit of a preview. You played Lala in Brazil yes. um, and the creature was on stage there. And that was the first chance we've kind of seen the creature live on stage. Lala, there are production limitations. Now we're about to enter the portals tour. Yeah. <laughs> and you're known for crazy stage design, incredible choreography, uh, the feature of your background dancers too, not just people dancing alongside or behind you. It is a storyline unfolding in front of us. So as we are days at this point, not even weeks away from the jump off of portals, how are we feeling? How are we prepared? Are, are we getting last minute things together? Yeah, definitely. We have, you know, rehearsals coming up um, and yeah, we're just going over last minute like stage stuff, handing things in. I'm very involved with like all of the creative um, process. So yeah. yeah, it's it's been planned out for a little bit and, you know, the show is going to evolve. So that's like my biggest kind of thing I can say is that, you know, the first couple of tours are going to be like almost like the mini version of it um, because we're, you know, I haven't toured in like a few years. So just getting back right. out there, it's going to be like um, still having to create um, a show that can travel, you know? Right. Um, but then once we start doing, you know, going into next year and stuff, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I have some really fun things planned um, that I'm excited to get into, but it's going to be, really really incredible that's all i could say i don't even want to give anything i, I, away. I don't want anything yeah. given away because <laughs> it's it's bizarre in the best way possible how quickly <laughs> someone in my position gets accustomed to talking to the creature uh but it, it is going to have so many left turns because of what else could be thrown at us you know um and, and to your point of of how the tour evolves as you move through city to city you know k-12 you kind of experienced that it did end prematurely due to covid yeah. restrictions and then you yeah. did this insane produced and well-produced uh, virtual production of, yes. of K-12. through And that yes. was, you know, that took what was already happening on stage and, and tenfolded it. You know, that was and, so fun. I love live streams. I yeah. think that they're so incredible because you have this ability to create really beautiful set design and sure. storyline. Um, that's it's really hard to travel with that kind of thing. Um, so it's it's actually really fun. I, I hope hope in the future I can do another live stream for this album because yeah. I have so many ideas for that. Like it would be so cool. <laughs> Oh, 
With someone who exudes such creativity, it's always a wonder where it all stems from and the sacrifices made to bring such an incredible vision to life. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I would love to just get a glimpse of what it looks like inside your mind when you're concepting these things. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm trying to record. It's hard for me to like get video of everything because it's yeah. always like every day just working at something. But sure. I'm trying to create some sort of, you know, like documentary style thing where it can show the real process behind how everything is created because right. it's it's fun for me, but it's hard when like no one really knows. It's like, here you go. Here's the thing. But no one really knows how it's made, you know? Yeah, we are in a, a world now where there is a certain amount of light being shed on the production of things. And I think that your average fan does have a much bigger appreciation for, you know, we know what prosthetics are. We know what it is to yeah. be put into costume. As someone, totally. I did a lot of special effects makeup. Uh, oh, cool. And that was put on me when I was working for MTV at the time. And so I do know what it is to sit in a chair for that long, but totally. I, other people don't. <laughs> they go, oh, that's cool. Like you're on your phone. It's like, no, you got to look a certain way. You got to be doing a certain thing. Um, but you did touch on, you know, you are so involved in every aspect of this. And I know that you self-produced much of this album too. Yourself alone, that is a wild accomplishment so congratulations on that because this is a very very good album but the the sound design on it i mean it really it it draws you in it's the first time i heard it was on release date it was just kind of in the background you know you're going through new music friday releases and kind of things and, and you hear that and you go wait 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 something's different there. there there is depth to the audio not even before we even get into the lyrics or the actual song itself uh how many different tracks are we looking at in logic when you like i mean I, i'm thinking yeah go ahead sorry i don't just please no. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a process. Like I said, it took, uh, really thinking about, it, I think this album took four years. I started working on it even during K through 12 era. So I think the first song I ever made for this album that made it to the album was womb. So the, actually it's ironic because the last track of the album was the right. first song I ever made for it. Yeah, it's been a process for sure. Just trying different things out, experimenting. Void and Death were the first times that I actually sat down and really tried to produce something by myself. And 
Void is like fully just produced by me, which is a huge accomplishment for me because I just yeah. always looked at myself as a writer primarily. Um, and I would always be very involved with the production, but I was never the one actually like sitting down and, and doing it. I would like play a piano line or play the guitar and like record that and, and say, oh, I really like this thing here. I don't like that. Or let's add this. But I was never actually the one just sitting there, you know, working within a program. Um, but and with Void, you know, I, I made it on like Pro Tools, like, which is not, you know, it's yeah. kind of uncommon to like make a track in Pro Tools, more of like a recording kind of yeah. vibe. But for me, it was like all I was used to because I was used to like comping my own vocals and recording my own vocals over other people's tracks and adding some things here and there. But Void was the first time that I was like, no, I have this bass line in my head. I really want to put it down. And all of a sudden I just had all these melody ideas flowing and just decided to go with it and kind of conquer my fear of, you know, what it means to be a producer, you know, because that was the whole thing is like, it's, it's hard trying something new. Um, and, you know, you want to be good at it right away. But you know, it takes time to, it takes time and practice, really. Yeah. So I think that I'm just excited to see where my, you know, producer journey leads me in the future as well. well, well. With any creative endeavor, there will oftentimes be real world obstacles that might prevent you from trying to bring your vision to life. But Melanie believes those constraints only help to evolve you as an artist. Well, you're off to an incredible start. And I do want to touch on that really fast because I know obviously overarching the message of much of your music, but especially in Portals is, you know, making people feel seen, addressing really important issues and struggles like anxiety, like depression. But as a creative myself too, and I'm sure I'm speaking as one of thousands of your fans, People are so often uh, discouraged to even try because they go, well, I can't afford the nice computer. Or I can't afford logic or I don't know how Pro Tools works. And it, it, just that point right there. Yeah, Pro Tools is considered a professional uh, recording software, but people feel gatekept a lot. And there's nothing wrong with working in the tools that you know to create. And, exactly. you know, telling the message and using your own creativity as the forefront rather than like, oh, I can't afford the good microphone yet or the good speaker totally. yet. Yeah, it's important to just go for it and to just try and keep practicing because, I mean, I find that the most... I always say like creativity really thrives within limitation. When I was younger, I used to um, create these crazy, like, you know, photo shoots essentially, and like do hair, makeup, styling, costuming, all this stuff by myself, just as a high schooler. And it's because I had the limitation of, well, I don't have money to buy this. So I'm just going to make it myself. And right. I think that I kind of tried to tap into that even now with being able to even now have a budget for like music videos and all this stuff. I'm always looking for solutions, um, creative problem solving to be able to still execute the vision um, and without losing and, and without compromising the the um, storyline or the narrative or the vision as a whole, but still finding other routes within my means, you know, within what I'm what I have in front of me. So um, it's important to do that because you, that's how you evolve as a creative. Well, and to that credit as well, you know, I, I could be mistaken here, but I did read something on the Internet. Take it with a grain of salt because I don't know if this is true. So I want to fact check it with you. Was the Portals album cover all in camera body? There was no post editing as far as like the actual word portals and whatnot. 
so the word portals is that's made out of hair the whole title none of that that's not a font there's no 3d yeah. on any of the album cover it's that's all, an actual tactile thing yeah, that's it's, all, it's all tactile yeah yeah it's all tactile yeah incredible yeah that's it was I, all it was a set a set build with a video wall in the back that had 3d art on it and then um i was in full you know prosthetics um right. costume hair and then, yeah, the, the portals hair font is actually um, Sean Bennett, who's an incredible um, hair creator. I want to I want to honestly call him a hair artist because yeah. he's just incredible, um, made these beautiful um, lettering that was all made out of hair and like sculpted it all out of hair. And then we just we basically took a picture of it and then just pasted it onto the front. And that was that's all it is. So, Insane. yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it adds perfect, you know, validance to what you were just saying as well. You know, you, <laughs> there is such an importance of being able to create and not be reliant um, on, on external tools that you feel like, you know, you might not have access to yet. And it's cool to see you still doing that and doing it very, very well at this Thank point you. in your career. And this point in the trilogy too. I mean, we're excited for the visuals from this album. I think it kind of, it would be almost um, <laughs> understated for me to say, I think the next music videos are going to be unique or, or draw you in because I think that's already been proven just with the death so we're very excited to see what's coming with void and the rest yes. of the album as well and of course you on stage with the, the portals tour melanie this is the first chance we got in the talk but i cannot wait for the follow-up because uh, it just seems like it's a constant evolution so i'm excited to see what's next thank you thank you so much thanks for the time appreciate you yeah of course thank you really nice to talk to you talk Likewise. soon yeah talk soon <laughs> To see more of this conversation, search Spout Podcast on all social networks and be sure to subscribe and follow so you are ready for next week when we have Corday joining us for a special in-studio episode. I'm in a bag right now to where like I'm rewriting verses, dog. Like, oh. And I've never been in that bag. Even like my first album, like I've never like been in a bag to where, yo, if the if I can't rap a verse for you acapella mm -hmm. and it don't touch your heart mm -hmm. or it's barred up, I got to rewrite it. Plus sign up at SpoutPodcast.com to win tickets, merch, or even a chance to meet our guests. This episode of The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, hosted by Eric Zachary, written and narrated by Tamara Dia, produced by Mark Long, and created by Phil Becker. Spout.